everybody, and welcome to Spiritual Successor, a comedy video game design podcast where we take your lovely video game submissions and turn them into the next triple A video game titles that make loads of money. I am one of your hosts, Blake Rea. AJ. That's me. I'm the other host. How, what, how you doing? How you doing? I know you just did a whole bunch of moving in your room recently. Like, how's your, how's your recording setup going these days? Um, my recording space is good. I kind of rearranged a little bit of my room, uh, did a little bit of... Really what that means is I dug through all of my stuff that has been packed up since I moved here, and I just took my magic cards out. But most of the mo- the most <laughs> noticeable thing and the most notable change in my room that I'm feeling right now is the smell of smoke in my room. AJ. Do you have an Do you have an active fire going on in your room? Like you just no. put a little bundle of sticks and some stone and just not like, anymore. I know it gets cold up. I know it gets cold up in Oregon, and it you don't really have a heater in your room currently, right? It's got a there, bundle. Well, up. I do have I do have a heater, but I also in my room uh-huh. essentially have the dryer because I've been moved into like a space very close to the dryer. Uh-huh. But earlier today I was doing some nice dryer work. You know how sometimes your mechanics go on the fritz and you what think to yourself, oh, I'll just work, work on that on my own. Uh huh. Uh huh. And somebody, we're not going to name names, uh, maybe lit it on fire briefly. Um, but everything's what? cool and fine now. <laughs> but my room does smell like like burned things so much. Oh. And, like, you know, we're you know going to live with that. You know what's weird? And this is going to sound really weird. I like this sound. I like the, I like the concept of a room that sells, smells smoky because it reminds me of candles. Like, like, like unscented candles. You're just like smelling. Why the do you have no wait? Yeah, but who the fuck do you know that would like have unscented candles in their room? Like, you oh, could use, this. You could well, use hey, buddy, let, just, welcome to my crib. I live in a church. We use unscented you clearly, candles. You clearly have never set the mood for a, a partner to come home. You set a nice little candle. You don't want to over... AJ, if you're on a date and you're bringing this person home that you don't know who they are, you don't got to read on them. You don't know if they want... They don't... Uh, you don't know if they if want lavender nighttime fresh on some... or they want pine cone. You got to you gotta play middle of the road here. You got to be like... Uh, you can't no. be too extreme. You no, can't, no, you can't no. pull out... I, you can't pull I'm out a summertime move... popsicle on somebody. You know? You don't know. You don't know. No. Okay. You're right. You don't know. And that's exactly like the point. If I'm... Mm-hmm putting the schmoves on somebody and Shmoofs. i like I, one i want to make sure that i'm doing it in a good smelling environment number two i'm going to commit to a scent and if they're not into it then i need them out like the scents are vibes yo and like that's a big deal and the, it, it's a two-way street right if i go into somebody's house and it this is going to play into my personal hatreds when i go to somebody's house and it smells like <laughs> mm, what's that a strawberry cheesecake freshly made Ooh, an apple pie Ooh, some cookies, perhaps? And they're like, ah, no, I have a candle that smells like sweet treats. I'm leaving. Like, why would somebody do that to themselves? <laughs> you, got lied, you, felt, you felt you got lied to in the most real way possible. Yes. It's, it's the like most walking, infuriating oh, whoa, whoa. thing ever. I don't understand why people would want to make their house smell like things they don't get to eat. That's so fucked up. Just say you're a masochist. <laughs> say you want to feel pain and go about your life like a normal human being. You don't have Dude. to like do like this crazy gaslighting maneuver to be like, Mm, one day, oh, one day I might be able to get an apple pie. Go to the fucking Safeway and buy one. <laughs> nah, dude. 
Anyway, yeah, so the long story short, if I go to somebody's place and I smell that they're trying to put the schmooze on me, no, I'm leaving. Uh And if they come over to my place and it smells like, you know, the beach and pine cones and they're for some reason an idiot that's not into that, they can leave. And I would like them to. See, you know what's really weird? So, okay, so I have this one candle, and I shit you not, I'm actually saving it for a special occasion. It's a special occasion <laughs> candle. It's, it's a special it's occasion you, candle. Ooh, see, this you one's were, a good one. There. Let me bust out the fine <laughs> china. Ooh, baby. It is, it is It is the fine china of candles, because you know what is fucking scented? It's, what? It's, it's flannel scented. It's just a <laughs> It's just a candle that says flannel on it, like flannel scent from Bed Bath and Body Works, and I'm like, oh man, I can't wait to crack that open. Sometimes I like, I, I cheat a little bit, and I like, I open the canister and get a little whiff of that wax, um, and I'm like, oh man, I can't wait to, I can't wait to use this. In reality, I was gifted that candle, um, and a mom- upon bringing it home to my father, he's like, we don't allow open candles in this house, so it's just sat in my <laughs> drawer until no. I have my own place. What I love about the concept of the flannel scented uh, candle is that, like, it's very flannel scented calendar is pretty good too. (laughs) Um, Flannel scented candle can really mean one of two things, right? Like, on one end, it's like lumberjacky, right? Like, ooh, what's this little construction work? A little bit of pine, a little bit of wood, a little bit of boy sweat. Cedar, yeah, yeah. (laughs) On the other side, though, the exact opposite of a good smelling flannel. Is a bad smelling flannel. Oh, you like know, BO. A flannel, like flannel, like just that's been worse. worse in. My thought was Not- a flannel <laughs> that, like, you know, it got hosed down and then left next to the laundry uh, machine, like mildewy. So, like, yeah, got that mildewy flannel stank on it. And so I love D- this high risk, high reward flannel candle you've got there that really could, you know, break one of two ways. Well, that's you know, here's the thing that this is how I have I, I evaluate you know, a potential partner. If I'm, if I'm dating, I'm dating some woman. Um, I need them to be able to adapt. And if I crack open this flannel candle and neither of us know the smell and they're like, we got to kind of digest that together. It can either be really bad or be really good. And I'm just going to be seeing their reaction and be like, okay, you know, they're going with the flow. I know that they're a keeper. I know that they can adapt to situations with me. I need that in my life. That's a good one. And if it smells like absolute shit, we can just talk it and go get, go to bed, bath and body works and get, I don't know, some uh, sugar cookie candles, the, the shit that you hate. No, I hate See, now you fucked up and you gaslit yourself. We are, <laughs> we're recording. You can say you're a masochist. Say it, Blake. Go on. Uh, AJ, 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 AJ. Everybody knows this already. Unless you're a new listener. <laughs> unless you're a listener. Unless you're just like a brand new listener. Hello, my name's Blake Rea. I like... Uh, I like Rouge the Bat that tells you everything you need to know about me and my preferences. There it is, finally, a video game thing. That is what we do on this show. And it has been ten minutes of us talking about candles and fuck all. So do we want to do video games now? Like, here's the thing. I want to let you know. Blake, full full confession, you can say Uh no. It's our show. If you want to keep doing this, we totally can. Why not? Yeah, talk about. We can candles. talk about whatever we you want. Know how, it's you know how our, much longer that conversation goes. You're right. You're right. It is our show. But I just want to just want to go back to the candle bit. AJ, realistically, you know, one thing you and I've learned over doing this podcast for so long, we kind of get a sense of like how long conversations will last or how much how much you know fuel we can get out of it. I think this candle conversation, thirty seconds more tops. I don't think it's going anywhere. So well, I would love. I would love for a game submission. Do you have a game uh, submission? Or I can okay. I can also just talk about, like, 
what we did before we actually recorded. We were talking about our Resident no, Evil. No, 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 no. You don't need to I talk about that. I have a Twitter. Good. I have a. I have a Twitter submission. This comes okay. from Caleb All Day All Bay Martin, Citizen Kane the Roguelike. Now, right. this seems like a gr- excellent Citizen time Kane? for me to talk about Citizen Kane. No, I haven't seen Citizen Kane, but let me tell you something. I went to film school, which means that uh-huh. around film school, people always talk about movies. And through yeah, like, my what's four the best years movie? of people talking about like movies, there's always the discussion of what's the best movie ever made. And the name Citizen Kane got thrown around a lot. Now, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I had never seen Citizen Kane. But in my mind, I had a thought of what Citizen Kane was. My thought of Citizen Kane was that it had the guy that was the lumberjack in Ring of Fire. Nope, not Ring of Fire, Reign of Fire. I forget his name. He was in 300. Please help. Gerard Butler? Thank you. I was imagining a movie. When people said Citizen Kane, I thought it was the movie with Gerard Butler where he is oh, in right. a cell. Yeah, I've told you this before. I don't think I've said it on the, on the podcast. I thought that Citizen Kane, the greatest movie ever made, was the film that stars Gerard Butler as a felon that has just been locked in a jail and is somehow still committing acts of terrorism. They'll be like, what, tell me how you did it. And he'll be like, I'm not telling you anything. Anyway, watch Isn't out on November like- 2nd. And then a bomb goes off and people are like, how's he doing it? I thought that this cat and mouse movie about Gerard Butler and somebody else was what people referred to as the greatest movie ever made. Now, granted, I had never love- seen Citizen Kane, but certainly a movie about a citizen with Gerard Butler was going to be the Citizen Kane movie. The movie you're thinking Incorrect. of, by the way, which which I think is, is so fucking funny, is it's called Law Abiding Citizen. There's just what. <laughs> There's just one word comparison there. And but it's like the word. <laughs> it's like the word about it is the thing that made me think that that was that made me think that was the one they were talking about. But to be honest, no, but to be honest, though, I can see where your confusion comes from. Because, like, okay, picture Gerard's face. Picture his, like, just, like, very mysterious, like, plotting face and put Kane in front of it. Like, Kane with a Y. It's, that I, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's a guy, that's a guy named Kane. I get it. Citizen Kane. Um, also, also, right. also, if somebody said, hey, by the way, the greatest movie ever made does star Gerard Butler, like, that's a sentence that makes sense. Is, like, what? The, the math checks out is the thing every time I run through it. Hey, AJ, tell me, like, more than one Gerard Butler movie. I, I mean, either than 300, 300 and, and Ring of Fire. Those two are already competitors for greatest movies ever made. Do you know made. any others? Because, like, I feel like most other movies would... Actually, wait a second. I'm forgetting, like, the best movie ever made. Gamer with Gerard Butler? That movie's so fucking dumb and gratuitous and stupid, but... God damn, do I love um, that movie. Excuse you, I believe the movie was called Bounty Hunter. It's a rom-com with Gerard Butler where he plays a, a bounty hunter hunting down his ex-wife. I don't what? know much about that movie that's other than good. I think I liked it on my first watch in middle school. So, like, oh, yeah, that's the, the that's math the one tracks. With, uh, that's the one with, uh, what's her name, Jennifer Aniston, right? Yes, yeah, and there's, yeah, a scene, yeah, no. there's a scene where some guy tries to stop him, and so he shoots him in the leg, and he's like, and the guy drops, and then Gerard Butler runs over to her, and she's, he's like, it's fine, I'm such a good shot, I cut through only flesh, so you'll be totally fine in two weeks. Wait, wait a second, also, he did, he did, uh, he was the dad, he was, uh, what's his name, Hiccup's dad in, in How to Train Your Dragon, right? He was also that guy, and also there's another movie. Is Gerard Way Stoic the Vast? Yeah, I think, yes, yes. If I'm remembering correctly, yes, because Gerard Butler is, like, Scottish, and, like, that's his actual voice, which is so fucking cool. 
Also, did you know Gerard Butler starred in a movie called Machine Gun Preacher of like back in 2011? Is this guy? I oh god, this is a six point. Big ups to Gerard Way for having an entire career built around fourteen to eighteen year old AJ Hart. <laughs> Thanks, bud. Jesus Christ! But they—he was also the Phantom and Phantom. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right. So you're That's saying right, we're he, do... he can sing, can't he? That's what... yeah, he can sing. Yeah, he could like super sing. He wasn't in Les Miserables, was he? Or was that the other guy that looks like Gerard Butler? Uh, the guy who was in The Prestige. Uh, Hugh Jackman? Hugh Jackman, yeah. Gerard Butler and Hugh Jackman look a lot alike in my in my brain. You know, generic white guy with beard, short hair. No, I, well, what it, it, what it is is it's generic, it's generic, not American white guy. It's You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's like true. It's a different, that's true. It's, a, it's simply a different white, right? It's like the same uh-huh. white that, like, the guy that, like, Butcher from The Boys is. Like, it's like an Australian, it's 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 Australian. Like, New, it's Zeal- New Zealand-y white. Yeah, I get you, I yeah. get you, I get you. That's right, a different right, breed. So, we know that. So, so what are you, are you suggesting... Because uh, I could just sit here and talk more about Gerard Butler and just like his amazing filmography. Are you suggesting me? Can to... we do a rogue light where you play as Gerard Butler and you have what? to do like different the runs are different elements of different movies? Because what's well, something that I'm oh. noticing in all of the Gerard Butler movies we've listed, all of them are so buck wild different. You know, see, that's actually kind of interesting because I I have not seen the original Citizen Kane either. And the reason I would like to clarify, because we're talking movies here, I never saw that movie because I the fucking you had already like, seen Citizen. Uh, well, no, the moment the moment somebody tells me this is the greatest movie of all time, I'm immediately more skeptical of it. And I'm like, okay, because most of the time, like, it's like the same people who came up come up to me and say The Exorcist is the scariest movie of all time. And I'm like, okay, in 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 the time it was released, I can see it being the scariest movie of all time. But since then, there have been, like, different generations find different things scary. Fuck, back in the 40s, we thought giant radioactive monsters were the scariest thing imaginable. Like, that's how. Well, that's why Godzilla's a thing. Godzilla, and then I don't know Joker if it's 2019 happened, and we the know Joker. the real scariest thing imaginable. <laughs> Could we do Citizen Kane as a roguelike is really just law-abiding well, no, no. citizen Here, the roguelike? I, I have I have I have the concept here. Um, I think I like you. I think I got Citizen Kane through osmosis. If I remember correctly, it's a dude looking back at all of the key moments in his life as he's on his deathbed. So we can take that format and being it's Gerard Butler looking at all of his previous movies, and each run is a different memory of his, and it's a memory <laughs> during that movie. So that way, that gives us the excuse of you like, hey, in one episode, he's in Gamer, and he's going up against uh, the guy who played the evil guy in Dexter, well, the good evil guy in Dexter. Um, that guy was in that fucking movie. That guy rocks, actually. Um, Gerard Butler's in Dexter? No, 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 no. Uh, the, you know the guy who plays Dexter in the TV series? Yes. He's the main villain in Gamer. And he was like, he's there's that great scene where he's like, you've got no strings on me, like that, and he's like also playing puppeteer with all the people. Like, God, that movie's just so fucking good. I love that movie so much. I watched Gamer in eighth grade. What an excellent <laughs> eighth grade movie. <laughs> yeah, it's you know, it, it definitely did not like age well in in no, certain oh, areas. Oh fuck like, no! Hey, yeah, I- it's fucking <laughs> bad. But like, just the concept of like, exactly like you were saying, I'm like, I'm a twelve year old. 
I don't know. I, I don't have a good grasp on, like, social consciousness. I'm just like, hey, it's a cool guy pissing into a car, gasoline, make the car go. Check you know, this like, movie oh, this out. Is it's got a awesome. buff guy on the front. It's called Gamer, and it's one of the five <laughs> movies I know where you can see boobs. <laughs> God, that's right. Before the advent of the internet, porn was like a rarity. <laughs> so it's just like. That's so weird. Like, do you think about that? Okay, okay, we have to stop rushing. talking about Gerard Butler and Gamer and the movies he's in. What's the either we need to talk about an actual video game or we need to get a new submission? I'm pulling the ripcord on this. Hey, Dave, you were just preaching nine minutes and 36 seconds ago that this is our podcast. We can do whatever the fuck we want. Talk about Gerard Butler. He's just talking about this Gerard Butler podcast this week, baby. Well, no, it I isn't. Don't we should, we should talk- get to the game. I don't want to keep kidding. talking I'm about kidding. Gamer in like a fun, positive light because it has been mm, 10 years since I've seen it and I have no idea how it aged. That's, you know, so. that's totally fair. I, I also have not seen that movie in a lot of, in a long time. Also, and it's definitely important note. Gerard uh-huh. Butler is a famous person, and I I have to assume that he's shitty because he's of pretty that. Pretty shitty. So, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> not gonna go into too much detail, Marky Mark. Not as cool of a guy. As not a very cool guy. Gerard Butler could be the same problem. I, yeah, I'm that's true. just not that's googling true. it right now. I mean, <laughs> he was a white guy playing an Egyptian god, so. Ooh, Ooh, I don't was, know about this. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jake Gyllenhaal also did that. And he also started. Yeah, everyone Prince did that. Everyone does that. Every, it's, everyone does that, Link. <laughs> All right, let's let's move on. I think we've called ourselves out. We've caught we've caught ourselves on just the problematic elements of movies. Let's move on to something more constructive. Okay, give me a video game. Give me give me something to use to attack video games with this time. This one comes to us on Twitter from Brett Owen, B underscore M underscore O. Control, but instead of brutalism, it's another specific architectural style. AJ, you know, I want to talk about one of the biggest architectural advancements um, of our lifetime. And it, sadly, can it's I kind guess of what it is? Um, give me. Let me give you my sales pitch, and then I and then you can guess. How about that? Okay. Yeah. It is. It was particularly popular in the '90s. It was very colorful, very very um, big, very fun. Uh, mainly parti- particularly was targeted towards the uh, ages eight to thirteen crowd. Um, but it has slowly fallen out of fashion since you know the '90s. I, I don't think I've ever seen. I haven't seen one of these, but since I was probably ten years old. AJ, what do you what do you think I'm thinking about? What architectural advancement do you think I'm talking about? Is this slides in houses? What? <laughs> I don't know. If slides in houses have ever been popular. Actually, you know that feels like rich person 1960s sort of vibe of like when Caillou had a slide like, in his house. Zabumafu had a slide in his house. The big blue bear in the big blue house had a slide in his house. Barney had a slide not, in his house. But that's not like that's Everybody not like actual architecture. You're talking about a lemur. Slides in their You're houses. Okay, AJ, hold on, hold, real quick, real quick. Yes, I agree with you that slides were like a big thing in '90s television, but also those were slides built for lemurs. It's it's different for a slide built for a person and like an actual house. I, I think don't know. Mister Rogers like, also had a slide in his house though, and he's a people. God, Answer a that, Blake. 
God, Mr. Rogers is actually pretty cool. No, what I'm t you're actually a little bit you're you're getting close. Um, McDonald's play places, AJ. I'm gonna do a supernatural Matt, first you. person fuck shooter. Fuck you, Blakey. Do you know how <laughs> I was so close, and you're gonna give me flack on that? I, I cannot <laughs> believe I got that from downtown. You're like, mm, well, actually, Blakey. Oh, come AJ, on. AJ, you named Just you named me one... up one time. Tell me a how good I did. Come on. A slide does not make a play place, AJ. God, the a way I was in your mind, Alice, and scope that pit, one out, dude. A ball pit, a tube that has a window to see through, an area, a, a net wall to climb up, uh, places hot plastic that has been sitting in the sun that you burn your leg on when climbing up it. That makes a play place, AJ. So, yeah, what, what the I'm fuck suggesting. What happened to play places? You're right. I haven't I think, seen one in like a decade. I honestly, I don't know. And I went to a Chuck E. Cheese that didn't have a play place, by the way, one time. Wait, no, that doesn't no, that doesn't make sense. Is it just an yeah. arcade? Yeah, it was wonder, just an you arcade. Know, you know what? Honestly, I think I think I know why. It's because they're a pain in the ass to clean. Because I feel like the smell didn't of clean those. and being in a being in a play place was just kind of synonymous as I was a child. Actually, you know, now that I think about it, as a full-grown adult who knows what germs are, I don't know if I would go in a play place unless That's because you're a punk-ass bitch. If I was somewhere hey, and could get into a play place, absolutely I would. Fuck, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. I went to City Museum, which is just one giant play... That's it, AJ, hold on! I've stumbled... I was... I, I Upon calling you out for things, I stumbled into our game. This takes place in the City Museum. I've talked about it a bunch on the show, but I'll keep talking about it. It's a giant 10-story boot factory that got converted into one giant jungle gym where there's, like, a just rusted rebar, tetanus city... Is just and they have like planes hanging in 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 like suspended above the building that you can climb to, and there's like a giant slide, and in the center of the building there's this bar that actually like serves really amazing drinks. Um, AJ, that's our fucking concept. You are just like in control, the manager of this building, like the manager of the bureau, and mm -hmm. you are sent in to con to manage the city museum. But you find out there are just strange paranormal aspects to it. So that's our architect. What do you qualify that as architecture? Is, is it just a absurdism? Because it's like yeah, in the I basement, think so. there's like I think that what we'll lean with is absurdism. Yeah, like it, the, everything's going to look like a crazy art museum, and I love that. Mm. As like that would be like the different levels, the different branches, the different hallways. What I also mm. want to play with is I know control was really boring to look at some of the time because as the aforementioned what? brutalism. <laughs> what? Because of, the because of the aforementioned brutalism, right? Like, there's only a, so... Like, you look down a hallway, and if it's all white, like, I know some people, they really get going for that. I'm like, oh, cool. A bleached really hospital. Woo. Just get an architectural boner is what you're suggesting. It's like, But, oh, like, man, yeah, if, I, if I'm looking down a hallway, wall. and I see, like, the whole thing does a loop-de-loop, -loop, I'm like, oh, uh, hell yeah. And it's multicolored? Fuck yeah. So, I want this place to look like a fun house. See, what, um, and I love the cool idea that we could this? also play with some impossible geometry. That'd be fun. Yeah, non-Euclidean space where it's like a small, like Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory, where it's like really small door that leads to a giant warehouse sort of. Yeah, thing, this right? game can look like the final act of the labyrinth. Oh, interesting. Okay, okay. So, at least in some branches. No, I, I think that's great. I, just to give us some, a little bit more fuel, let me describe some of the areas of the city museum. You have the courtyard, which is um, basically one giant 
connection uh, like bunch of rebar that has been welded together where it's like they form tubes like in jungle gym play places and between these tubes are suspended um vehicles so you have like a giant bus you have uh multiple like little biplanes that have just are hanging there that you can actually climb in the tubes go to those planes and and go into the and climb and climb and climb um on top of the building is a giant ferris wheel a giant slide and another bar but inside it's where it gets weird there is like each floor is actually very very different the basement is a stalactite cave system that's lit by like neon and party color lighting and then the second floor is actually like a jungle where's like all the trees are made of metal and you can like climb up them and climb from like floor to floor like you're going through holes in the floor but as you get towards the top it gets really weird it's like the it's like the floor loses resolution everything breaks down into basic shapes and I feel like that sounds like end game material to me. So well, my problem with- is that that sounds like control. You know what I mean? I want it to be more wild and colorful. I don't want it to be like desaturated. Well, or no, 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 no. That's but here's that's the cool through line of all this stuff. There is always color. Like, okay, cool, even cool, 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 the, cool. Yes, the yes, top, yes. the top, the thing I was saying with um, or the thing um, going building off of what I was saying with the like the tenth floors were like you just like there's a ball pit that's surrounded by a bunch of polygons. Um, but there's like also giant like splashes of light and color. So it's like there's no normal light on the top floor, which is the weirdest thing. Um, and then hell, even the bar is just a giant pinball, like a pinball arcade. So there's like lights coming off of the machines. It's it's insanely colorful. It's I think the antithesis of like the more fluorescent, cold, sterile brutalism of, of control. So our premise is like we have our main character who's like, the manager or the what, what would be more interesting is this the manager or is this somebody walking into the city museum after hours and it just becomes something they have to like survive the night that's like the story i mean if it's control we can do both right like isn't that the premise of control is that lady walks in and then within five minutes she's given like the the manager keys or something like that I believe that's how it is. Yes. So then we'll just do I'm, both. I'm, I'm, it's some like newbie that just showed up and got given the keys to be the new manager. Oh, My question okay. is whether or not we want to keep the control system of having a gun that transforms and telekinesis abilities, or if mm-hmm. we want to jump to a different superpower for our main character. I want to jump to a different superpower. You know what I want to jump to? All of the people who work there have fanny packs. So, and building off of what you were saying, where this is kind of like wild and space doesn't make sense, it's a fanny pack that has, is basically a utility belt. So, like, you can re- it's a bag of holding, basically. So, like, every time you walk into a new area, you find out, like, there's a new layer to your fanny pack, and you unlock new items that you can pull out of it. So Okay, here's what I'll give you. Okay. Yes, yes, on the time-space fanny pack, you can just simply place things in there, and they're, like, kept safe. What I want to give you now is... The tools and, like, the uh, puzzling mechanics of Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Like, all the crazy physics tools that you have in there. Oh, how you can, like, spawn pillars and, like... You can spawn uh, pillars, you can freeze things and then jump on top of it before beating the absolute hell out of it and make it soar through the air. But Mm. all of those things have a resource gauge. Like, there will be a health bar on it so you can run out. Essentially turning this game into a physics puzzler where you constantly have to go out and gather up the items so that you can do the physics puzzles. 
Interesting. And do certain floors have exclusive resources? So you're like, hey, I need to go to the stag- stalactite level because that's the only place that has like magnesium or aluminum yeah, yeah, or yeah. lead or whatever. Or you got to go to the tree level because that's the only place where you get specific berries that explode on impact or, 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 or just, just throwing out ideas there. So is this kind of like Castlevania then where you have to go back through certain areas and farm? Not the first one. It's definitely the second one, which a lot of people didn't like how they did it of how you yes. have to go back and farm. What shit. I love about Castlevania 2 is if I remember correctly, Castlevania 2 was the game that had the secret where you had to do a secret wall squat corner thing to unlock the second half of the game where you oh, went God. into the reflection of the castle and you just got the second half of a video game. Oh, that's kind of cool, but also, like, man, that does sound kind of lazy, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, old video games were wild. You had to go through, like, the whole game so that somebody could give you the hint to go stand in a corner for, like, a minute and a half. That's right! That's right! Oh, my God. And they also had, like the Dark Souls system before it was Dark Souls of, like, collecting hearts or souls that you would use as currency for upgrades. And so you would constantly be going back through old levels. So, and here's the thing that we can do, but this is how we do it differently. You are going back to different areas, but every time you come back to it, the layout of it is completely different. So it'll be like, hey, you go into the tree level for the first time, you find out, it, you you map it out, it's built this specific way. You know there's going to be the entrance door and the exit door, and maybe there's a merchant or some sort of, like, spawn shit. Those things will always be there, but they're not going to be in the same place every single time. Ooh, and the I like layout that. of the level is not going to be the same every time. So you're constantly rediscover. Const- it's constantly a game of discovery in a world that is weird and bizarre and changing and of course like as you go through the game things break down and like the facade of this weird um building just becomes more and more bizarre like rebar just starts growing out of walls like hands and roots yeah and And eventually it looks like the joker's like fever dream the joker's fever dream (laughs) (laughs) or it's just, just big it's just big circle it like big spirals and candy and all this other crazy shit Interesting. Yeah. So, it could, I'm gonna put a pin like, in this. Actually, yeah, I, I I do feel something about this city museum style game. All right, you got another game for me? Yeah, and if you're prepared for a nug, I'll go ahead and hit you with it. Hit me with a nug. I'm always ready for a nug. This comes from Ryan Vafazita. Bonding, a hardcore survival roguelike about a dad trying to get his children to think he's a rad dude. Blake. Okay. So okay. This screams Here's, camping, right? This does scream camping. You're right on that. But what I want to mm-hmm. lean into a little bit more is the idea of, you know, being a dad. Something that you and I, I'm sure, are both very accustomed to. And just like we know mm-hmm. so many lessons about being a father because we both mm-hmm. listen to Dungeons and Daddies, the D&D podcast. <laughs> yeah. I also but, have three dads, so I know a little... Know- I don't know. I don't know what it's like to to parent, but I I have been parented most definitely. Let me let me go ahead and give you the core of my nugget that I want to add to this game. Okay. I want it to be a co-op RPG where one person gets to decide the action traits and skills of the other player. Blake, imagine you and I are playing an action RPG together. You are the daddy. I am the son. You, every time I level up, kating, I've killed a goblin and leveled up. And I say, all right, now I get a new action point. And I go into my menu to look at my action points. And it's like, do double hits, become a tank, 
or get sneak points. And I'm like, ah, shit. I can't choose where this point goes. And then I look up at my dad, you, and you say, well, son, I want you to be a tank for me. And you Mm -hmm. choose. You've decided that I'm a tank now. I wonder if you could. I want to play. Okay. I want to create an entire RPG where only one person gets, where one person gets to make the calls for the other player, because I think so, it would be very funny. How can you? Can is there a way that you can award? Like, because I'm trying to figure out. Like most games that have a mechanic like that, it com- becomes very much like a game of like the person who is supposed to be under control fucking with the other character that's and what i want that's what i want that's what i want so is there a way that we can award the character so obviously the parent has more control over the all, kid not more all of all of all the of control, the control over, over the build the of the tank so is, or of the kid is there a Sorry. way we can we can reward the kid for being a fucking bastard just being an absolute oh yeah bird. that's a good point how like, does you know the what kid get remind, points this you know what this reminds me of it's that one game we, uh, it's that Jackbox game we played on the Discord. Um, uh, it's the one where you're like the family of devils, where you actually can make more points for ignoring your chores and being a just a rancid jerk, jerk kid or jerk mom or whatever. So I'm wondering if you can do a thing of like if your your parents can pick what class you're in, but are you rewarded more points for playing in the other classes? Like you have access to like when you first launch the game. You have level one in all of the different kinds of combat abilities. So you have level one in magic, level one in, uh, you know, uh, tanking, level one in healing, whatever, whatever. As you can, your parent can choose the thing for you. But what if actually, okay, here's what it is. What if the kid just grows faster? Like the kid gets to gets way more experience, way more fast, but they don't get to choose what kind of like abilities and points they get. But the parent mm. grows away slower, but gets to choose all of the abilities and points. Now, of mm. course, this is going to be a game that kind of breaks down the two types of players, right? There will be the players that listen to their child and grow them into being the, the DPS that they want to be. But the real mm. ones, the real ones out there that understand our vision, Blake, they will be a parent that makes their Cove, their Cove gameplay partner suffer as they build their perfect tank. They say, actually, so, my kid, like, I, I want to trigger, like, a little, it, it feels like army of two, but if one person got to make all of the choices. I want to I wanna put a little twist on this, just, just so, two things. One, what if the child character had has no idea what their points are in? So that at <laughs> no point, so at no point they know what abilities they have, so it's just a constant, like, guiding of, from their parent to they have to constantly ask their parent, what are my abilities, whatever, whatever. But like any parent's kid relationship, eventually that kid grows up and becomes more of like the dominant force in that relationship. They're taking care of their parents, whatever. So what I'm saying is, is okay. anything, all the shit that the parent fucking puts on the kid comes back around, baby. So it'll be like, as soon as the kid reaches level 20 in some skill of any kind, either because their parent gave them level 20 in that skill, or because they earned level 20 in that skill, they get to completely reassign the points of the parent's character. I'll get, so how about they get this? To like just, From that yeah, moment ahead. on, the kid gets to make all of those same points and decisions for the parent. A little bit mm-hmm. of like, if I make you suffer during early game, you get to yes. make me suffer during late game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So, but here's the thing. How do we motivate? Because I don't want people to go through this game civil. I, I yeah, want to we motivate need them to... shitting on people. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. what if there is some sort of like casual crashers element of this where like you go through these bite-sized levels and points are tallied at the end of it. So it'll be just like, it's very instant, like, and you're, con what I'm trying to get is like, there's this competition of who's going to earn the most points, who's going to put the most bo uh, boss damage in. Like, uh, like maybe that's, maybe that's how we do this. Cause the, uh, but they did say survival, didn't they? The original submission, like it's yeah. a survival game. You know what we so could do then? So how could we then? turn that into a survival thing? What's up? What if it is a co-op roguelike game? Um, mm -hmm. And the levels feel a little bit more akin to... You and I have been playing Remnant lately. Yes. Um, and they're In Remnant, there's a system called Adventure Mode. Essentially, the way it works is you, or the players, are loaded into a big map that will have a couple dungeons that you can go do, and then, like, one boss fight. And that would be one complete cycle. So what if we set up this game where you... You queue up, and randomly, one person is selected as the parent, and one person is selected as the child. And for the sake of this oh. run, I would make all oh, the choices no. for you until we got uh -huh. to the end of the run. And either mm. or the cycle. The next cycle begins, and then we swap. Now, for the next chunk of, like, world, level, floor, whatever we want to break these bits down into, that mm. cycle... You would be in control. We get to the next thing. We swap. I'm in control. We get through the next thing. We swap. You're in control. And we do something like that. How about this? So here's the thing. Like, one of the big gameplay loops of Remnant is, like, unlocking new gear. But there's they do this one beautiful thing of, like, if you collect, if one person collects a piece of gear or a resource, everybody gets it. So, like, a person grabs, like, a, a unique ring uh, that gives you abilities. Everybody gets a copy of that ring. So I'm wondering if you can do a game like this where you spawn into some sort of, like, um, big world where there's dungeons and bosses, but only one of you gets to walk away with the gear from that adventure. So oh. then if that mode that, – well, that motivates, like, because you can take your gear with you on multiple adventures. So I'm trying to figure out if there's a way where you can try and, like, okay – you guys have to work together to beat this, beat these bosses and these dungeons, but only one of you is going to walk away with any, like, materials and resources from this quest because there's not enough to go around. There's so, just simply I'm, not enough. There's not enough. So, like, hey, there's this ring uh, that you guys are competing with that this boss gives you. It all comes down to, like, you know, how do you, how do, you do that when one player is just vastly more in control of the other one? Um well, Maybe. as we mentioned, the the child grows faster. So when we get to bosses, yeah. the parent will have naturally, even if they, the child isn't in a build that the player knows very well, the child mm -hmm. does have bigger numbers by the mm -hmm. time we get to that 1v1. And I think that oh, would level so out that handicap you, are, a little wait, bit. Wait, hold on a second. Are, you, just, you just gave me a huge idea. Are you saying that the parent and kid have to 1v1 fight at the end of every like adventure? Yes. Like you proposed, you proposed oh. Castle Crashers, so that's where my brain went. Yeah. So oh, we go through. You, cool we, load into, we load into a cycle. Uh, maybe, maybe floors is the right way to think about it. Perhaps cycles. I, haven't still, I still haven't decided yet. We load in, we go through, we fight stuff, we kill things, I've been leveling you up all the way, we get to the boss, I leveled you in a way that you can kill the boss, but now you and I have to fight to see who gets the cool ring. See, 
that's cool as fuck because you know what that means is is like i say i'm the parent and you're like in the kid thing i'm trying to build you up in a in a way of like man i need to make you powerful enough to take out this boss because by by boss end game you're the one that's going to be doing the main dps it's like you and i gaming with our buddy andrew who has like quad damage and all this critical hits we're like you and i are just fucking sitting there doing nothing and then he comes in and melts a boss for us so we are building out that character but we need to take into account like okay i need to build them in a way that i can still fight them i still need to kill my kid yeah i still need to kill my you know and and that's so that's interesting like well no the concept of like this character and then uh, that way the 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 kid character is not in like total like they don't have any say in it like they do grow faster so if they wanted to farm like say you're building me up to be a caster but i want to be a melee character like yeah that sucks for you because i'm good oh i'm gonna give you so many casting things oh yeah because the rings the the rings and stuff that we're picking up from those boss kills like we you we every time we pick up those 1v1s and we get that piece of gear that's with us forever so even if i've like i've while playing i want you to be a dps like frontliner you've brought Mm -hmm. in enough gear that you can still be a caster for your run because you've brought in items to counteract my parenting skills Yes, but if I die as the kid character, I lose all of that progress, and you're the only one that gets to walk away with gear. Yes, you know okay, so it, it's a rogue light then, where the short cycle, on the short cycle of the runs, the parent gets to choose what the child uh, gets, and the child and parent roles are swapped each time. But in the yes. grand, in the grand loop, the big progression is you're bringing back pieces of loadout that you can use to control what your loadout would become when your parent decides things for you. Yes, yes. And to add that some extra rules. stank on th- and to add some extra stank on this, if you load into one instance of an adventure, there's only ever one opportunity on your account, one opportunity to get a piece of gear. So like say you and I go into load into this level and we know there's a ring at the end of it. We, we go through and I lose, you get the ring, I don't. If you and I load into that instance again, it's not that ring. It's never the same piece of gear. There's only going to be ever one existence of it. So maybe Now, that is that because a... we're on some Borderlands type shit and like all That's of the gears hyper randomized? Yes, that way it's like super, each run feels super unique. And that way you can never like, it, it, losing out on a piece of gear feels impactful it's not like oh i oh it's because what i want to avoid is is like okay you and i say you and i are playing this game together we'll just we could very easily cheat the system to be like okay during the ending fight i want you to win because you're the one that doesn't have this piece of gear or vice versa it's like no each time is a completely new piece of gear each time is a completely random rolled gun or axe or ring and that way it's like okay no i i want this random rolled thing and you know what to add some extra spice to it actually no you don't know Here's what the, the stats I of the final item are going to be. You, you mentioned the idea of people playing it together that know each other, and I'm just now realizing that that might spit in the eye of our entire game design. Luckily, Blake, mean? I have a solution. Well, if our random, entire game design... online. You're two steps ahead of me. Yes. <laughs> random pairing <laughs> online. Oh, I want to do some journey type shit because as we all know, you can't choose your family. <gasps> right. I would have oh much less arguments with Facebook people if I could choose my family. <laughs> just just unfriend them, AJ. It's a beautiful little button that they built right into the interface. Got, yeah, you got a racist uh, uncle? You got a racist uncle who's still flying Confederate flags? Don't talk to them. 
Just the problem is the anymore. problem is that much like this video game, sometimes my family's quicker than me, and they've already deleted me on Facebook. Hey, less work for you, bro. That's how I I view that as a win win. <laughs> somebody's somebody's gonna do it. My if it's not you, all right, cool. You don't need to waste the two clicks. Get it? That's, that's, that's nice, Let, man. This this co-op <laughs> game of you being able to like you are randomly generated a partner every time you load into the game. You have to like queue up, and it's like, oh, there's four players in queue. Oh, we we matched you one. Go on this run. For this run, you are with a random person online. This is how you would like get go through this run they get to be the parent the whole time um and then you fight for the gear at the end you take that gear with you back you equip it you go out the next time knowing that you're only going to be able to take this route or at least really, a little bit really more quick control. question just to just to kind of add just like keep progress there what i'm thinking would be kind of cool is is if you successfully returned with gear that gear is permanently in your inventory it's not like hunt where like if you take an instance of that piece of gear and die you lose that gear it'll be like oh during your mission you got you managed to find a rifle on the ground and you really liked it you took it with you and then but you won in the final pvp now that rifle you is always in your inventory and you can take it into any instances you want so like you can play this game and you could theoretically like lose a few times but you still like, yeah if i finished a, a boss and got the spear of long stab then when uh, then that goes in my inventory forever. <laughs> Anytime I queue up, I will ha I can choose to grab the spear mm -hmm. of long stabbing, and mm -hmm. know that my that whoever my dad is will look at me and be like, "It's got a spear. Should probably mm -hmm. do something with that." All right, I wanna I wanna throw something else at you just to just to really lean into this parent kid dynamic. Um, you know, like you ever have like a parent and you're just like enjoying some food or something, and they're like, "Well, that's mine now." Like I could be having a bag of chips, and your, my 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 mom will come up. Is like, all right, give me some of those chips, and then she takes the like half of the bag from me. I'm like, yeah. well, what the fuck am I gonna do? Well, my grandma's more guilty of that. My grandma's very like, oh, can I have one chip? And then she'll just fucking eat the whole bag. And yeah, be like, no, I'll, that, I'll buy you a new bag. Next yeah, time. the wonderful thing about living with family that I'm being reminded about now that I live with family again is that I don't own things. The house owns things. <laughs> you so see, my my household has a rule where if something's been in the fridge for two days, it's the house's. Right. It's the house's that's yeah, that's totally that's how we do things at my house. Be like, but see, I love, I actually love that because that's how I get like really good leftovers. Like, oh, my mom and dad, like they went out to Buffalo Wild Wings when I, you know, I was out one night. And I'm like, oh, there's some garlic wings just still sitting in there two days. Yeah, what's later, hey what nice hey I hey Blake, I know you. What's your strap? Where's it hiding behind? I'll hide stuff behind the orange juice. Where are you hiding it? <laughs> I I usually see I, I I've gotten a little bit tricky. The things I buy are things I know they can't eat. Um, uh. Like all of well, also the things they choose not to eat because I, I I I like kombucha. I like fermented just fucking garbage vinegar water. Yes, it's tasty. None of my I it's I my not, parents kombucha is not tasty. one whiff of that. They're like, oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> so okay, yeah. Um, so you just put all so, of your goodies with the kombucha. Yeah, I just, oh, I just, I just, uh, it's like, it's, it's like trying to cover up their scent, like you're, like you're out trying to cover your scents up from an animal. It's like you drizzle a little bit of kombucha tea on all They'll of never shit, know like... about my seasoned fries. I have an open bottle of kombucha in the fridge. <laughs> okay, but going, going back to the game, going back to the game. So what I'm suggesting is, if you are the parent character, 
maybe at the end of it, if you win as the parent, you can breach into the other player's inventory and take anything you want. Or maybe, um, I don't like the idea like, of stealing actual things. Here's what I will give you. Hey, in, I didn't like the idea of my run, grandma stealing all my chips, but you know what? She did it. Well, here's well, I don't. Okay, here's what I should say for for our game design. I don't want the parents to be able to stop long term growth. I, the The long term mm. slow grind needs to be important because I don't want people mm. to risk those things. Here's what I'll give you though: parents can steal the consumables from their child as well. Mana potions, health ah. potions. Okay, so uh, they one like they blocks, basically revive oh, stones. Okay, all of those. I like that. Could be the parents. They yeah. could just snag okay, that. Okay, that's. That's it. That's it. Yes. So, like in in Remnant, uh, they're like these consumables of like, oh, you got to take uh, this oil skin thing to get rid of like the root rot, or you got corrosive on you. You need to you know take this ointment or whatever. It's consumables like that that you use during quests. That they're like, you know what it would be kind of fucking funny, just leading into the theme of like your parent asks for something and half of it's gone. They take half of all of your consumables. So uh, you have to buy here's what more. Say. The 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 parent always has the option to steal one, one of them from the kid, but oh here's what I, well, here's what I will also give you though. While the parent always that. has the option to steal it from the kid, if the parent heals the kid, it gives them tw- double effectiveness. Oh, if the parent decides to yeah. use the one-time shield on the kid, then the kid will be healed. Uh, will get that one-time sh- shield for two like props. Adult. A, like adult versus child like you know skill and like oh yeah you know when the adult does it they know a little bit more about what they're doing and like when it comes to healing and they can get you i actually i like that i because yeah they, because they, what i want to like what a, i want to create is a video game where the parent has game. every option to make the child's life a living hell but when the yeah. parent decides to be good about their child they are rewarded more Think of it as I might, I want the child to be a tank, but because they brought the spear of long stabbing, uh, all of the mm. buffs that the parent can give to the child are percentage based. Uh, percentage yeah. based off of the base stats. Bringing in the spear increases the base stat of the player. So mm-hmm. when when the parent is a good parent, the growth is exponential. Where and again that would travel that would translate to percentage buffs based on the gear that the kid brought in as well as mm-hmm. bigger buffs when the parent decides to assist the kid. But the See, parent like always has the option this, to make the yeah. kid whatever the hell they want. And if they want yeah. a tank, they're getting a tank. Well, I mean, that's unless the kid, because the kid has the option of growing in other areas. It's just that's not true. The, as sl- fast the slow as burn, like, the kid could yeah. do it. Yes, it's just not as fast as like being assigned the ability points that the parent decides. And I'm wondering mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if we could do I, – I, I like that concept because I, I love the idea of a parent role having to balance being like, I want to make this kid strong but not strong enough to kill me. Like that's just so <laughs> – that just leaves – that leaves so much room for just being fucking wacky. Like every run being like, okay, am I going to have like a parent who's a fucking dick or am I going to have a parent who's like going to just toy with me a little bit but also make sure I'm big and strong? You know, and, and I'm wondering if you could actually, AJ, this is how we this is how we make it the, the playing field a little bit more level. The parent controls all of the buffs that the kid has. The kid controls all of the debuffs that the parent has, because like you're in Disneyland, a kid, they decide where you go. Like when you're a, when you're at Disneyland, a kid's like, I want to do this or I'm going to fucking cry my eyes out. 
you're listening to that kid. <laughs> so what I'm suggesting so, okay, we take Here's that, what I'll give you. Yeah. The kid, yeah. ha- the parent has to take care of the debuffs. Not that the, like, if the kid gets poisoned, the kid has no way of curing their own poison. It is the dad's responsibility to stop the poison. Uh, so so are, it gives, the, s- it gives oh, the kid okay. the ability to say, if I'm not getting what I want, I'm gonna go get poisoned all the time. <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go set myself on I'm gonna go up to the fire enemies and just be on fire the whole time. <laughs> and you're just gonna have to do something about it, because I you gotta you gotta work with me here. I don't know. You I think have all I the potions, Dad. No, I honestly I feel like there is some fun to be had in the child character picking some sort of debuff, being like, hey, uh every time like how about this? And it's not going to be as sporadic what as, if, like... What um, if the child had the ability to pass the debuff onto the parent? No, because I think, I think I, it's I just don't know how I feel about giving, giving the child a direct way to cause issues for the parent in the middle of the run. Because that, mm. that's what the final run 1v1 is used for. Okay. Actually, how about this? How about this? How about this? Is there a way that we can do this system of you are the parent... Your ultimate responsibility is to make your kid big and strong, but you don't want them to be too big and strong because they'll kill you at the end of the at the end. And of then they'll run. get the cool ring. If, if if your kid dies before the final boss fight and before your like um thing, you take ser- like maybe there's some sort of serious effect to you as a player. Like maybe you lose out on something. Like maybe okay, your he, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's what it is: experience the, for that run is like hit. You know, you do the you beat a boss. Two pieces of gear drop. You do the fight to see who gets the first pick. Like the first pickup. If you oh. if the parent if the kid dies, the run's over. Flat line done. The main character died. If the parent dies, the kid can still run through and try to finish the run. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it just means that the kid would get uh, one piece of gear, and yeah, they no, would get to no, choose. No, I don't, I don't want to do any of this. Like, there's two pieces. There's there's gear to go around. That like destroy. That to me is like makes the that game a lot less stressful. Okay. Yeah. That that I think. Yeah. I think it's like no. There's only one. There's only enough for one, and you're gonna have to fight for it. But what I'm suggesting is, is if your kid dies before the boss fight, or um, you could still do the run. It's just that your XP will start going down, like the XP earns. To so be like, your kid dies once. Guess what? Now you're only making ninety percent of the XP from the from all of the enemies and the bosses in this run. Your kid dies twice. Oh man, you're only making seventy five now. Kid dies three times, fifty percent. Kid dies four times. You're only making ten percent. You know, so it, it 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 rewards you trying to make your kid strong, but at the same time you have to balance. Oh, I don't want to make them too strong. You know gotcha. I mean? Okay. Yeah. 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 So, so that way, there's like, there's some risk to you as the parent. You're not just some fucking. You're in total. You are in total control. But if you just dick around and are a complete asshole to them, it's not. You will not be rewarded. You actually have your run basically ruined if they're dying all the time on you. Like, there's re. You know, like, like especially during the boss fight, nobody's gonna get that in this in their first run. Like we did. Like. I mean, there are some bosses in Remnant where you and I and Andrew steamrolled through them, but um, there are other, there are other bosses where it's like we have to do like that boss like ten times to try and learn its tricks and shit. But every time you die, you well, take a you, hit to the XP earned. I, hmm. But it's I'm a to roguelike. Stakes, cause, like, is my that's problem? That's what makes this shit fun. Okay. Yeah, but it, it's a roguelike. Like if you die, the 
like if the kid dies four times, like you're just gonna lose the run and have to reset. Mm, so you're saying you no death at all. So it'll be like I'm if saying that kid... if the, if the kid dies, it's a flat run dead. Runs gone. Okay. If the dad okay. dies, the kid can try to go finish the boss and take you to the next floor. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And does their dad like uh, Once you get to the next floor, the parent would respawn. Yes. Oh, interesting. Oh, and that's that's not even something I thought about. Like, you're thinking of this as like a floor system. I thought this is like you just do one run and then like you disconnect with that person forever. I think like, I want to how... do the I want to do the runs, uh, the floors and runs. That way, the parent role can swap floor to floor to floor, and oh. that that and way, then... when you're stuck with somebody, you can at least see how long you two are stuck together before oh. you're. Before you're okay. forced to do another, like a different partner on your next run. Yeah. I'm interested like to see how this, long you can yeah. suffer through this game with a random stranger. I, I like this too because, like, what this tells me is, is like, your character at the beginning of every run starts at, like, level zero, both the father and the parent and, and the kid, or the parent and the kid. But the thing that you take with you between rounds is just different gear. So your starting gear is the thing that changes between runs. But yes. you are still only have access to like level one powers at the beginning of any run correct so like increase- and that's why all of those okay. upgrades are percentage based because the uh, gear that you bring in i'm starting the game okay. I, the first time you ever fire up you're starting with stats of like one 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 but because okay. of the slow burn progression you could start the game with a weapon damage that's like 95 and then five percent of 95 will just make you grow bigger bigger stronger mm-hmm. faster Okay, okay. I, I actually really, really like this concept. Okay, okay. So I think we need to do two things. We need to come up with a name, and we should take some of, like, what are some of our bosses going to be I want to like? do boss fights. Let's do boss fights first before we pick a name. Okay, so there's one boss fight from Turtle Lover 2244 where it's just an image of a brick wall with legs. And I love the concept of that because I don't know if you saw the trailer for um, Death's Door. Um, it's you're the, you're the little raven that has a sword, and it's like this really cute, like, uh, uh, just fucking top down beat 'em up game. It looks a lot like Hades. Um, there are a lot of enemies, and I think this is becoming more popular that are like wall themed. I know there was one in Doom, like in Doom Eternal, you basically went up against a dude that was like a giant wall sized shield with a face on it. So I'm wondering if you could do some sort of thing where one of the bosses is like a just all defense base and it becomes a game about maneuvering to its back to like attack like it's it's the area that it's defending See. so that well no but i like that because that becomes a team effort thing is like because one person has to distract the face of the wall while the other person does damage to behind the wall yeah this so actually is bringing up a really great point for me that i don't think we had really considered or we hadn't directly hashed out is what this game looks like are we imagining it as a third person mm-hmm. action game this whole time, I've actually just been picturing Kratos and his kid. So, like, okay. photo real. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Like a triple A-based 3D action game. Okay. Yeah, yes. where, like, you could see that every follicle of hair on on a person's face was very photorealistic, very beautiful, very fun. Um, also, side okay, note, give, it would can be kind of fun me, that like, you could design three, your own kid. Can you give me three word descriptions for, like, what the parent and the kid look like? Well, what, what I was thinking, it might be kind of fun, like in Remnant or um, 
uh, a or I I blanking on other names. I I think it would be fun to design your own character. Um, you can design ah. what your dad, what your you can design what your parent looks like, and you can design what the kid looks like. So you're like designing some sixteen year old kid, and then some like let's say thirty thirties to forty thirty some odd year old like parent. parent. Yeah. So okay, you have two yeah. you have two things that you can design. Um, because I, I think that would be a fun way to immerse people, and you can like always be growing your your character or whatever. Yeah, and this also leaves lends us the ability to just like you know sometimes you'll finish a boss, and instead of getting a cool piece of gear, you'll get some dumb cosmetic that doesn't really matter. Like ah, oh, cool, an earring. <laughs> this is too small to notice on my pop character. See that that might actually be kind of fun. Of like, if you lose, you get a cosmetic item, but if you win, you get a. A, an actual usable item. Actually, that's how it is. If you lose, you get a consumable and a cosmetic. But if you win, you get an actual weapon or some ability-based item. So that way you still kind of walk away with yes, something. Yes, that rules. But it's like, yeah, so it's like, it, it's not like, and not every run is a total loss. And of course, there's going to be like, you know, in like Hunt Showdown where like you get XP that contributes to your seasonal content and um, all that other shit, which is also oh yes, a like, season. Yes, of course we have a season pass on this rogue. Like that is so important. Mm -hmm. So you have like different cosmetics, different guns, different like seasonal based shit you can unlock. And you know what might be even kind of God, cool? Blake. I'm so afraid of when we actually do end up with a video game that has a season pass on a rogue like because it's going to be the most disgusting thing I will experience as a gamer. <laughs> and also, and also more concerningly, will make me long term attached to a stinking roguelike way longer i yeah, love that I, I love how easily i can drop yeah no i love how easily i can just drop roguelikes the idea that mm. they'd have a season pass that tries to get me back every couple of weeks oh that sucks <laughs> so goddamn much <laughs> i actually found another one that i think is so fucking funny <laughs> all right what do you got so you sound really excited this, about this one. This, Hit me with it. This, this one comes because it's just pure image, image funniness. So there's this, uh, there's this picture sent to us from High Tide um, on on our Patreon Discord of this woman in a cowboy hat posing next to her, uh, what looks to be a boa constrictor with a smaller cowboy hat. So I'm thinking <gasps> yes, one of the yes, fucking, yes, yes, Boss, yes. So you bosses have, that show you have up and there's two of them. I yes. love this idea. Yeah, so you have, like, the snake who is, like, operating on the outer bounds of the ring, and then you have, like, their beast controller in the center, and she has, like, she's, like, fucking dual-wielding revolvers or whatever, or, like, is doing some... What's, like, uh, like I guess a glaive would be more... No, Actually, no. I, I think they're you're right about like... the, the, the snake gets a cool knife. The person mm -hmm. that controls the snake in the center has two guns, and they're juggling it like revolver ocelot. I'm also thinking this snake is like, like huge. This is like the yes. size, like a a Goliath sized snake that this. this like, it looks like a worm from Doom, uh, from Dune, uh, if, if you remember that at all. Or no, actually, because maybe, I've never uh, watched Dune. You missing out. It's pretty. I mean, the the '70s movie is a little bit shite, but like the the original like story is pretty bitchin'. But it, it uh Tremors. There you go. Like it's not as big, but you remember Tremors. No, like how I haven't seen Tremors either. Keep going. I'll find what? something. Oh, God. Uh, 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 God, what's what, it? Could you hit me with Man, the bug worms from the James Cameron King Kong movie? James. Oh, that's, I have no idea what they're called, but like, I, that's something you and I both know. So let's rock with that. So yes, they're like these giant, they can fit a whole person in their mouth. Huge. And yes. they are, 
they control the outer ring while the the um the revolver juggling uh gun woman in the, is controlling the center so you can't get too close to the gun person or she'll bash you you can't get too close to the outer ring because the snake will like eat you or slash you hack and slash you with their sweet fucking knife um so god that actually that would be fun because like that's a fun boss ha- fight because it immediately creates this world this situation where the players must synergize and understand whose job is what to take on the boss yes Yes, yes. Is there a way you can do something like in Dead by Daylight when you're logging into a game with your friends it sometimes gives you a hint at what like monster you're going up against? Is there a way that you could like um pay like a a blessing fee or something before logging in to know what boss you're roughly going up against? No, but so I'll give like- you this. There will be a traveling old lady that you can find on the first zone of each floor uh, that will give you a hint for the boss. That way you'll have like you know, five or Sometime. six levels of growing yeah. to think about, about the counterplay. Yeah, I like that a lot. And there has to be, like, also, like, randomly spawned events. Like, there, that thing in Remnant where you get, like, 20% more armor, and but, like, nobody else in the party does. It'd be like, ooh. Mm-hmm. Yes, Actually, yes, that'd be yes, kind of yes. cool, too, because that could be, like, that means your dad, like, the, the parent. Sorry, I keep thinking dad because, like, Kratos and his kid, but it could yeah. be any fucking parent. Um, So the parent... You come across they you come across a randomly spawned events in the world that the parent gets final say on. So it'll be like, hey, here's this uh here's this giant um pool of glowing liquid. Who's going into it? You or the kid. And you can like force your kid to go into it. You don't know if it's gonna be a debuff pond or it's gonna be a buff pond. So it'll be like, oh, the, you went into this this mag. The, you <laughs> went into this to pool made the, of magma. You, there's a there's a pool. Someone can get into it. The dad yeah, gets to so, choose who. Yes. Yeah, so, and you don't know if it's like, oh, now there's this glowing orange pool, right? It's like, oh, that can give me like plus five, plus ten percent to fire uh, defense, or, or it can it make you twice as lethal. Yeah, twice as susceptible to poison. That would suck. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's that's cool. That's that's what I think. Do you have any more boss fights, or do we want to come up with a name? No, I think that's good, and I'm ready to think of a name. The game, this okay. game was submitted with a name of Bonded. I'm oh, sorry, Bonded. Okay, Bonding. Is there any way we can put like you know like a, an apostrophe something on the end of that, like Bonding? So because you have like Remnant from the Ashes, you have Hunt the uh, Hunt Showdown or whatever. Tragically, oh, I'm really... not certain if I'm sold on the word bonding, but I've got something with a nice ring to it that either uh, that I want to kind of walk away from. Mm-hmm. How do we feel about a video game you could pick up at the store? Check this game out. It's called Father Like Son. Ooh, Father Like Son. Okay. My problem is, does that feel yeah. too gendered? You know what I mean? Like, I love the yeah, energy. I, I love the vibe I, of it so much, mm-hmm. but I'm worried that it's just. It's a little bit too machismo y. It's a little bit yeah, too that's, much like that's oh, my this big, one's that's for my issue the with it. boys. Like, I, I love that as like a like as a saying in 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 like real life, like comparing like things that my father has that I have, you know, that's fun. But if you're trying to make a game that's like meant for everybody to play, that is that is very pigeonholing you. Yo, what's up? Family traits. Family Family traits! Oh, that's really good actually. That's really good, actually, because then is th- that opens the door of like if you as the does the parent get any ability buffs, and if they do, does the kid yeah, get the, like the, the some sort of like distilled down version of it? 
to be I like, don't hey, think that as the, the kid gets. Oh, that, that. I mean, that might be an item that a kid that you could unlock eventually. Something that like, oh, for every buff that the parent gets, you get five percent of it or something like that. But yeah, I think you get like, the core yeah. system is that like the the parent will always choose the skills for the for the kid. Uh, but mm. they are both leveling up. It is also just that the kid grows faster than the parent, but the parent I starts like, with better I like numbers. I like the concept. Uh, it just just because I'm really sold on like just the lean into the title that you created, a family traits. Be like you are fifty percent of whatever your parent is. Any trait that your parent gets in game, you get fifty percent of that thing. So it'll be like your parent, your parent, uh, your parent character just gave themselves. They are. Um, twice as likely to land critical hits. Guess what? You actually know that twice wouldn't work because then you just no, get regular I, critical I hits. No, I like specifically the idea that the parent is just choosing what the kid gets and choosing what they get as separate thought processes. Yeah? Well, I'm trying to yeah. figure out because, like, well, here's no, the thing, No, it, it's though, just called like, family traits because it's about a family and one of them gets to choose all the traits of the other uh, until the next round okay. and then they flop. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so family traits, is there something we want to add on to that, or is it just family traits? No, I get it. You, you're just not worried if it's got enough oomph to it, right? Like, that's not going to fly yeah. off the shelves, so to speak. Yeah, well, I like family traits. I just think it could use something, you know what it I could, mean? It could be a little sexier. I don't include sexy and family traits in the same sentence, please, all right. and thank you. <laughs> Don't say it reluctantly, like, all right, <laughs> like you're missing out on something. Somebody's been playing too much. Uh, oh, God, what's that? Fuck, what's that game called? Reach for it. Come on, get the joke. I believe in you. Reach for it. Come on, bud. Go, go, go. Come on. Get it. Come uh, on, come on. You can get it. Go, 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 go. It's not Blast Blue, is it? Nope. You're so close, though, kind of. Not Fuck, really. What is it called? What is it called? What's that dumb game called that we t- talked about for fucking ever in a couple episodes ago? God, what is it called? Uh, something Kingdom. Something uh, to fucking... Uh, anyway, think about a different video game name for our goddamn video hanging, game. Don't leave me hanging like this. Tell we were me talking what about Fire Emblem Fates last time. All right. W- through the magic of editing. Nope. Somebody's been uh, playing you. too much Fire Emblem. <laughs> <laughs> if Family Traits isn't good enough for you, give me something with more oomph. <laughs> All right, I, I can't come up with anything, so guess what? It's just family traits. <laughs> family traits. Okay, all right. Hey, is that a video game, Blake? I think that is a video game, my guy. You ready for patch notes? Yeah, let's go to patch notes. Hello, everybody, and welcome to patch notes. This week, Blake and I got something cool to plug for y'all that you can actually see fresh and brand spanking new as soon as this Friday. Whoa! A wiki wiki. AJ and I, oh, <laughs> AJ and I have been working on a bunch of new content for our YouTube channel, and we just launched. I, we will be launched a little while ago. We're doing two Let's Play series right now, both centered around parenting. Kind of funnily enough, we're playing Dead Rising Two, where we're two dads trying to get our daughter uh, the best medicine uh, zombie killing money can buy, uh, and trying to save the world in the process and clear our names. Well, and we're not getting playing... too big for our britches. We're trying to save fantasy Las Vegas. All right. It's we're not the to... whole yeah. world. I mean, Hey, it's taught when we're talking about our daughter, that is our whole world, AJ. That's a I, good I point. Re- I would, I would thank you to remember that our sweet, adorable daughter who plays Japanese imports of Mega Man. Um, and then we're also the playing other video it's game t- that we're playing is It Takes Two, also a video game where we're having to do better for our daughter. It's a co-op <laughs> mandatory game where we play as two 
people that are very close to a divorce as they work out yeah. their extramarital problems in all sorts of fun little platforming adventures. <laughs> if you want to check out either of those, check us out on Spiritual Successor Podcast on YouTube.com. Uh, yeah, I, I shit like so the channel's been kind of growing over the past couple months, and we're excited to be putting more content on there. Got a couple things in the works there that may or may not see over this over the course of this month. Um, and we hope to see you there, and we hope you have some fun. We we do like hour long episodes once a week. Um, so if you like hanging out with us for an hour on the podcast, you might like hanging out with us for an hour on a let's play. And if you don't, beans. Tell us to, tell us to fuck off. Give it. That's don't what the do dislike that. Buttons for you know what you that's can just the, leave it alone. The, <laughs> the dislike hey, come check out our there, content, but, but don't offer but like, any constructive criticism. The, we don't no, want no. any. <laughs> <laughs> as always everybody our intro and outro music is cheap shot by anna monaguchi an excellent song from an excellent game for an excellent nope an excellent song from an excellent band for an excellent game i have been your host aj hart and i have been your other host blake rea this has been spiritual successor and these are cool games that should not be made